Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. As we bring you the best bits from a big week of news. Mal Jacina and Titus O'Reilly will both be joining us at the desk. Plus, straight off the plane, special guest and host of The Amazing Race, Bo Ryan is here. Exactly. Well, Mel, it's been a big week and the big talking point has been the voice to Parliament, the government's referendum on Indigenous recognition. And the Prime Minister is consulting with experts. So we have had discussions with the AFL, the NRL, etc. And here he is. Hey. Wow. <laughs> One of the weirder points bit ads. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Just good to see him in the country. You know, Albo doesn't often visit, but it's <laughs> nice that he's home. Let's go to senior Seven News reporter Mike Smithson for his insightful analysis. Rob Scott, Seven News. A big guy. <laughs> He's talking about elbows. Yeah, well, right. So. Oh, there, you go. <laughs> there was concern that Shaquille O'Neal might become a distraction in all this. Thankfully, reporters see past all that. I mean, so do you feel that Shaq will be speaking? Can you just expand a little bit more on the conversation you had with Shaq? Is there any opportunity to ask Shaq any questions? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> OK, great. That was his girlfriend in the crowd as well. <laughs> Shaq met with the Prime Minister where they exchanged gifts and awkward banter. My world is tonight. <laughs> We're at DJing. You'll be asleep, sir. <laughs> we got if that was banter or a threat. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the question is, what does Shaquille O'Neal bring to Australian politics? Mr O'Neal does a lot of work in the United States about social justice and lifting people up. At 216 <laughs> Actually, that's Penny Wong, I believe. So that is interesting. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal was everywhere this week, meeting fans across the country. These fans have been waiting for 20 years to see O'Neal. <laughs> Some of them are about seven years old. Yeah, that's right. I think Shaq picked up their sister and they just want to get her back. Well, this week, Mel, marked the first 100 days in office for the Albanese government. And the Prime Minister was reflecting on some of the key important issues. And, uh, their religion, uh, who they are. What kind of a boyfriend are you? <laughs> What's your stance on long walks on the beach? Yes. <laughs> and can Shaq answer any questions? <laughs> Look, there are other issues this week, with the government launching an inquiry into the robo-debt disaster. Well, let Bill Shorten explain. The last government gave us robo-debt. The last government gave us robo-victims. OK. The last government gave us robo-denial. Sure. Today, Labor will give the victims some robo-justice. <laughs> Just as cool as it sounded in his head. <laughs> well, some people are surprised to learn they are robo-debt victims. Peter Harbison from the Centre for Aviation. Robo-debt victim, Felicity de Somerville. And... <laughs> of being on the Today Show. Yes. Well, there are so many big issues and challenges we're all facing, Mel. The economy, inflation, the rising cost of living. So for his take, let's bring in Alan Jones. I was in the gym this morning and a gentleman on the exercise bike turned to me and said, Alan, what a world we're living in. Manages <laughs> <laughs> to turn everything political. He's yes. like, speaking of spin classes, you know who else has been taking a spin class? This government. <laughs> a media spin class. Well, look, look, Alan's all fired up. And I said on Monday, and I quote my words, not one person in the Albanese government has opened their mouth. 
Yeah, at least they're not quoting themselves. Yeah. I was looking in the mirror this morning and a gentleman turned to me and said, Alan, what a world are we living in? What's he doing? Well, let's check in with a senior economic expert on the cost of living crisis. COVID-related job losses are a key factor. <laughs> they're crossing live to the Reserve Wank Bank. <laughs> Can we can we cross back to the <laughs> naked news? Room, I but I was asking, oh, who finds these naked news clips? It's always too well, weirdly. I mean, it's not just inflation that, that's at an all-time high. <laughs> Let's move on and cross to an expert with clothes on. How is the city now really going to adapt to this new working from home model? I wish I knew. Do you have any ideas about what that might look like for the CBD? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> to help families with food prices, Sunrise have come to the rescue. Sunrise calling! Sunrise Hello. calling! Oh, there they are. Ellen? Yes. Come on! Congratulations, Ellen! You've won $10,000 worth of Coles groceries. Is the baby sleeping? No, the baby's sleeping. <laughs> The baby prefers to wake up with today. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you. With food prices soaring, many are turning to takeaway. This food delivery worker better have received a hefty tip and a five-star review. The young man hiked six hours to reach the summit of Mount Fuji in Japan to drop off takeaway to hungry hikers. He confirmed with the group the order was correct before making his way back down the peak. <laughs> he did forget chopsticks, so four stars. Yes. <laughs> what an awkward, I'm out the front, where are you? Well, <laughs> up the glacier. Well, this week saw another Aussie staple surge in price. But 7-Eleven's coffee is a dollar no more, leaving loyal regulars with an inflation-era dilemma. I don't feel good at all. <laughs> Stop drinking the coffee. Yeah. This is a big story. 7-Eleven's coffee has gone from a dollar to two dollars. I think it's due to the rising cost of dirt and bin juice. <laughs> um, I believe it's hitting, it's hitting hard. But can I just pause there, Mel, because that reporter in that story is Channel 9's Adam Hegarty. And no one loves pauses more than Adam Hegarty. Patrons are keen to stick around as long as they can. The key theme, though, is to celebrate at the country footy clubs. That is gold. <laughs> and we'll all pay the price at the supermarket aisle. <laughs> and restrictions weren't a factor on the road. <laughs> Clearly, it can't come quick enough. Your sentences can't come quick enough. What are you doing, Adam? <laughs> he needs to get a move on. <laughs> Moving on, Mel. This week saw more strikes on New South Wales trains. Meaning more confusion for passengers. And more confusing metaphors. Commuters once again left frustrated and confused. Just like Mean Girls or something like that. Yes, that classic movie about union rail disputes. <laughs> well, Mel, New South Wales Minister David Elliott is working on a resolution... As soon as he can work out a metaphor. We've slated Wednesday from 10 o'clock until... Uh, till the crows... Till the, till the sparrows... No, I can't use that term here, can I? Um, <laughs> until the end of business. <laughs> Killed two birds with one saying. Yes. <laughs> it's right. he, he brushed it off like water off a pigeon's back. Sorry, that's not <laughs> Swallows, no, you can't say that. Well, sticking with the strike, Mel, can I introduce you to Alex Classens? He's the head of the Rail, Tram and Bus Union and he's a strong voice that will not be silenced. So, you know, we're the ones that are dealing with this every day. Sorry. 
run a right. That train doesn't go to the sirens i think he might be involved in the crime yes. <laughs> well what's the what mis- i'd give for a train interruption right about now. <laughs> <laughs> what's the message he's trying to get out i always love to tell people a story about one late night we're all eating pizzas at very late at night <laughs> what a bad boy yeah. <laughs> well he climbed mount fuji and he because it's a big deal i mean what else can we say that is gold. Certainly yes. is. We're going to take a break. Back with Lauren the Chief. Right after this. Welcome back. You're watching the Chief Seats. To Brisbane now, where a car ploughed through someone's home. Now, this seems like a weird place to start. <laughs> Were they watching Channel 10 at the time? I assume so. <laughs> Still, though, it's nothing to laugh about. There was screeching as it come around the corner, then there was just a, a tap bang when she hit the, the plastic fence, and then a crash bang when she hit the house. Yeah, he, he slept right through it. <laughs> he didn't wait. They actually, we didn't think he was there. No, can't see anything. And then I looked to the left, it was just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> There was no survivors. (laughs) There was. Okay. Road safety is important, as students learned in a demonstration this week. The Young Drivers Expo has been spreading the road safety message for more than 20 years, preparing school students to get behind the wheel. That was lesson one, asking for directions. (laughs) Well, it's it's educational fun. After a crash caused by a mixture of speeding, alcohol and phone distractions, one person died. An intense wake-up call for new drivers in the audience. Lesson two, disposing the body. <laughs> that was, I need to make it clear that was a demonstration. We're not laughing at a dead child. <laughs> need to make that There's clear. There's the promo. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, young kids know the importance of road safety. Why is it important to be safe around the roads? Uh... So you don't get squashed. <laughs> well said. Well, staying in school, and this week saw a push to ban mobile phones in the classroom. I enjoyed these kids coming up with a reason that they need to keep their phones. Tell me an instance where it's annoying. Uh, we can't check, uh, check the weather forecast. <laughs> yes. Oh, we wanted to go fishing at lunchtime. <laughs> well, Mel, speaking of schools, Book Week wrapped up for another week, and I'm guessing Seven's Daniel Gibson is not a fan. Book Week ending with a bang. It's a brilliant social atmosphere, and we can invite parents back into the school. And don't all the parents just love it? Still the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. More of a fan of book burning week. Yeah, um, right. Tell you what everyone loves, though. Yeah! Across the deck. This is where we recap the big breaking news in New Zealand. And there is big news across the ditch. And speaking of loo paper, that <laughs> essential household item has had the once-over from Consumer NZ. They've tested it for all the everyday concerns we all have. <laughs> all the everyday concerns? We all have. Oh. And when we say tested it... Consumer New Zealand asked people what they looked for when building their criteria. First and foremost was softness, perforation, puncture resistance and disintegration time. I don't think it should disintegrate no, at all. I don't think it should at all. I'm a big fan of the sign-off. 
Lucy Thompson. <laughs> Glad you didn't reenact puncture resistance, but. The newsreader ended with, uh, may your poos be good poos? Classic. <laughs> and that was. What? <laughs> Wish we could flush some of this show down the toilet. <laughs> Well, Mel, staying in the Pacific... We're taking you live now to Papua New Guinea and uh, Port Moresby, the Foreign Minister, Penny Wong, is saying a few words. Anyway, I'm very happy to take questions with the Minister, but thank you very much for having me here. Maybe a little lace. Yeah. <laughs> but just going to ask the questions, I'm sure. Sorry, inundated with questions. Any, any questions? <laughs> All happy? <laughs> Someone's there. Any opportunity to ask Sorry, wrong, wrong press conference, sorry. Well, staying overseas and to the big news in the UK. Do you think your four-legged friend is trying to tell you something? Well, Beth Lee Crowther is the pet psychic. The pet psychic. Let's see one of the readings. Morning, hi there. Good morning, morning. Jane. Now, Jane, you've got a, uh, a chicken called Korma that's under the weather. <laughs> Chicken found out what a korma is. Well, <laughs> let's get the official verdict from the pet psychic. Is she feeling better or...? I feel that she's depressed. <laughs> <laughs> she's not crossing the road, she's walking into traffic. Okay. Well. Not as depressed as her pig, Vindaloo. Uh, <laughs> And, and her cow, Beef Wellington, is shaky <laughs> at the moment. Well, well, sticking with birds, it's magpie swooping season and Seven News' Mitchell Sariofsky has some helpful magpie swooping tips. If you're targeted by a magpie, the best advice is to stay calm. Getting into a flap will only agitate them, so protect your head and, importantly, your what? eyes. <laughs> may not get swooped, but you may get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> Pet oh. story of the week. That honor goes to this cat on Turkish News. Sensing the cat is agitated. <laughs> he needs an umbrella and some sunny stuff. <laughs> Mind you, we're dancing around the big news from the animal kingdom, Mel. Last week, we brought you this breaking news from Bruce Page. Oh, look, forgive me for this, but. Twelve little ducks went out one day over the hills and into a drain. I'm sensing I'm depressed. <laughs> that's Nine News Gold Coast, Mel, and that's not the first time they've talked about ducks. In fact, it's all they talk about. Eight little ducks went out one day. Ten little ducks went out one day. We all know how quickly ducks take to water. Well, like ducks to water. Like water off a duck's back. We're there for a delicate duck rescue. We'd like you to meet duck. Two ducks. Ducks, ducks. A duck named duck. Mother duck said quack, quack, quack. <laughs> what are they doing over there? Look, it's not just ducks that they talk about. Tonight, an injured goose has found her voice. What's good for the goose? The golden goose. This beautiful goose. The gaggle of geese. Goose. <laughs> they will continue <laughs> to oh, be removed before she can see her family. <laughs> I mean, what more can we say? I feel that she's depressed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> On that note, we've got to take a break. Back with more of the cheap seats. Right up here. Time to take a deep dive into the world of arts and entertainment. Would you please welcome to the desk from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresina! Great to see you, Mel. 
What have you been watching this week, Mel? All right. Uh, the Masked Singer came to an end on Sunday night here on 10, but not before some major reveals. Runner-up The Rooster was revealed as Hugh Sheridan. One of the clues for The Rooster was this, which had Husey thinking... Would it be a bad contract, something they signed and <gasps> then they couldn't get yeah, out of it? Out of it. <laughs> like being on The Masked Singer? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that rooster's depressed by the way. <laughs> so my radar's pinned. For once, Husey actually guessed a mask correctly. What? I know. Uh, but it still seems not to know who they were. This is the Pussycat Doll herself, Melanie Thornton! Uh, to Sevens, My Kitchen Rules, who are keen to showcase the exotic far destinations they went to. The competition continues 16,661 kilometres from Spain in Adelaide. <laughs> uh, we also shoot this show in Spain, just 16,000 kilometres away. Yeah, the, the city of Churros. Uh, <laughs> uh, even more scintillating was the commentary by the contestants. It's interesting to see people from up above. Yes, I think so. And it looks even better 16,000 kilometres away. <laughs> Still, my bald spot rules is coming soon to seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Uh, over to Channel 9 now, and it's ensuite bathroom week on the block. Is it that time of year already? It's <laughs> <laughs> around quick every year. Uh, the judges are really honing in on the small details. I know. I was about to say, when I was in there, I saw that. It's just like... Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I think this tells us all we need to know yeah. about Omar and Oz. <laughs> I mean, in 2020, I reacted the same way to seeing toilet paper, yeah. so I get it. I think, need, I think we need to send that to New Zealand for some puncture testing. <laughs> Have you got any more breaking news on the toilet paper scenario? Oh, my God, we just got three plots. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, and we got to learn a bit about Scott Cam and where his mind wanders to. The fireplace was a big hustle to get that in this week, Absolutely. but it's a double-sided one, so it should pay off for the master bedroom. Oh, um, you can also lie in bed there and watch someone on the loo. What? Going, going, gone to Scott Cam. <laughs> <laughs> To Doghouse UK now, where we met retired Londoner Ron, who came to the shelter in search of a dog. I've never gone on a blind date before, and I've never had a blind date with a dog. I woke up this morning thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> Hope it's not a catfish. <laughs> uh, when it comes to finding his perfect match, he had some ideas. Call me superficial. I'm not attracted to, say, poodles, okay. bulldogs. I'm hoping to get a dog, not a bitch. Right. I'm hoping it's male. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I reckon it's best they get a dog he's not attracted to. <laughs> I think a police dog might be appropriate. <laughs> what is he doing? All I'll say is let's hope the shelter did their background checks on this guy. The look of the dog is of great importance. However, I do think as you get to know it, the look of the dog becomes less and less important. But to give lift off, it really helps. <laughs> that guy needs to be 200 metres away from a kennel. <laughs> <laughs> lift off. <laughs> 
Uh, over to streaming now with season two of Indian Matchmaking currently blowing up on Netflix. The show follows matchmaker Seema, who arranges marriages for singles across India and America. This is Seema's philosophy. First is marriage, then love. That is the beauty of this arranged marriages. Everything, it gets adjusted after the marriage. You have to adjust little, then the life becomes beautiful and smooth. Life after marriage smooth, I'm starting to think she's not married. <laughs> Tell that to Ron and his poodle. <laughs> uh, on this show, we meet a range of singles like Akshay. I am the world's most eligible bachelor right now. It, my mom thinks I'm quite eligible. <laughs> and it looks like sparks are already starting to fly between the potential couples. So are, are you vegetarian? I'm ovo-lacto-semi-vegetarian. Well, like, you have no idea what I just said. I don't even... Exactly. I don't so think I the just, question's even been answered yet. So I, so I just don't really, you know, put myself in that box. Yeah, I don't think ovo-lacto-semi-vegetarian has a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think that was a long way to say, eats KFC when drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll, re we'll rephrase the question. So have you eaten meat? What do you define as meat? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, make no mistake, she may be about love and marriage, but matchmaker Seema is ruthless. So they have a very good family values in the house. His parents also have uh, guided him. But they joke and laugh a lot. Viral has so many criterias and now she wants good looking. She wanted a person who has hair and I advise her that she should be a little flexible. <laughs> so it's over lacto-semi-balls now, is that what we're doing? Uh, the MTV VMAs took place Sunday night in the US. Uh, we saw so many celebs, including Lizzo, who came dressed as me trying to put my fitted sheet on the bed. <laughs> At the 2013 VMAs, you might remember this, Miley Cyrus twerking, but in 2022 we get the Squid Game red light, green light girl. <laughs> So the bullets come out, it doesn't matter, anyway. <laughs> uh, so every week, obviously, you introduce me as the correspondent for everything arts and entertainment, and today I actually have some art news. Wow. I know, a big moment. Thank you. <laughs> Is it Arm Doe's show? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually went to the Daniel Johns Immersive Art Exhibition. It's called Past, Present and Future Never. It's currently showing in Melbourne and if you're a fan of Silverchair or Daniel Johns then you have to go see it. So there's a floor made up of fan letters, the Back to the Future DeLorean which he supposedly purchased, memorabilia, photos, his own artwork. Uh, but the best part was actually the real life Daniel Johns standing there in a glass box. And of course, what? I took a photo with him. Oh my God. Is that yeah. actually That's him? That's actually him. And it was the weirdest way I've ever met a celebrity. <laughs> um, they, so, what was he doing in the box? Just standing there because it's art, you know? Like, he's, he's an artist. Right. Yeah, it was amazing. Who is he again? <laughs> <laughs> They had a security guard there because a few people were trying to get into yeah. the box, but not me. I don't really, you know, put myself in that box. <laughs> <laughs> That's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina! <laughs> Well, it's been another big week in the sporting world to take us all through it. Would you please welcome Mr. Titus O'Reilly? Lovely to see you. Oh, it's fantastic. Look, what a week in sport.
Have I ever said that before? Once or twice. Yeah, amazing. Um, this week has been a big week. Oh, has it? What? This yes. one, my favourite though, and I always love to start with a Nick Kyrgios story. Uh, remember... A good news story. <laughs> There's yeah. a groan from the crowd already. I love it. Um, now, Kyrgios was a few in Wimbledon. He, you might remember he accused the spectator of being drunk. She is on her 699th drink. Um, in, in fairness, Camilla was a bit tipsy. <laughs> now, she's suing him for defamation, oh, right. saying that she wasn't that drunk. Following her brief eviction from Centre Court here at Wimbledon, Miss Palace conceded she may have taken her support for Kyrgios a little too far, but told media she only drank a Pims and a glass of rosé on what was a hot London day. <laughs> this is like every friend who's been kicked out of a nightclub. You go, how much did you drink? Oh, like, it's only a couple of beers, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you're like, that's why you have four shots in the start. Um, <laughs> now, I reckon Kyrgios is going to launch a very strong legal yes. defence before giving up halfway through. OK, great. <laughs> Um, the Wallabies beat South Africa this week and the sport of union is so graceful. Got, got options, line out Which of strong. He goes up for it. Now, he actually holds him and he doesn't drop. <laughs> it, how strong is that? Watch this again. Wow. Yeah. Is that amazing? That like they're 96ing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amazing thing is they'd been practising the scene from Dirty Dancing. Oh, right. Yeah, so they're very good at that. Now, in league, they're not as good at catching a teammate. Very hard to stop. It doesn't matter what type of defender you're up against. There goes AJ Crimson. It's a wonderful trust exercise. Now, as we know, union players, they're just far classier than league players, as this interview proves. Listen, the lads are fucking buzzing after that. That fucking scoreboard had a lot of heart, and we came back when we wanted to come back. And I'm really proud of the boys, I'm really fucking proud. Which <laughs> is England, the land of Shakespeare. <laughs> He'd been dropped by his teammates a couple of times. <laughs> now, NBA star Shaq also dropped by Breakfast TV. Oh. Shaq is now Carl's third wife. Okay. <laughs> well, can I just show you this, Titus? This is from Seven News Tasmania, taking a look back at an AFL game from six years ago. Our Friday flashback is heading back to 2016 when the Kangaroos played Richmond on a Friday night in Hobart. Now, if for any reason you're planning to catch a replay of this game somehow and don't wish to know the final <laughs> score, look away now. <laughs> Tim, you knew I was going to watch that oh, tonight. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, spoiler alert Six to our years. Tasmanian viewers. <laughs> Six years ago. Six years. For our Tasmanian viewers, we should warn them that we're going to give away the Sixth Sense ending later on. Yes. <laughs> so just stay away. Now, here's an interesting way to take a penalty in soccer. Just pretend you're frozen. So the, the camera's not frozen. You can see everyone else moving. He's just he's pretending not, to freeze. He's not moving. Yeah, he's pretending. He's doing a good job of it. And it works. Oh. <laughs> 
want to watch the full game, you can check it out on Seven News Tasmania in six yes. years. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the Little League World Series was on the weekend, and watch this kid. He celebrated a two-run triple. He's on third base. Starts celebrating. His coach comes over and tells him, like, let's celebrate a bit more. This is typical of the Americans. The kid takes his knee off the base. <laughs> the other kid just... <laughs> He's devastated. I love it. <laughs> have, you moved from, have you moved from sport to child abuse now? What are we doing? Oh, I love it. Well, speaking of kids' sport, it's always fun. Like, when they took on a team of mascots in this game of American football... Now, don't worry, the kids gave as good as they got. Oh, yeah, we're playing the game. I mean, playing football. Does his knee. Wow. It's not for everybody. Paul Melody Thornton, she won't recover from that. (laughs) 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 It's lucky it wasn't a horse mascot or they just would have put a screen across. (laughs) Now, this high school team, they held a training session where the mums got to tackle their sons during the session. Oh, yeah. A bit of anger there. <laughs> and uh, in soccer, watch this guy with the megaphone. He's leading the chant and listen to what he says and then what happens. <laughs> Speaking of stopping, we've got to take a break. Would you please say, Mr. Titus O'Reilly? Well, he's been all around the world, but he's here tonight. Bo Ryan is in the hot seat. Our friend Bo Ryan. Bo Ryan! Bo Ryan! I could smell the pizza. Here we go, it's Bo Ryan. Well done! How do you win the Amazing Race? Easy. (laughs) So would you please welcome the host of the Amazing Race, Mr Bo Ryan! Very well. Thank you so much for coming on the only show you haven't been on yet. This is... Mate, your resume is incredibly impressive, but Amazing Race, that's the show that's on at the moment, and you've been allowed to travel. You're the yes. first one in the country. What does it feel like to be able to go overseas? It feels great. I mean, we've had a couple of false starts with borders opening and then closing, but uh, when we got the call in November that they were open, um, it was good. Nervous, yeah. anxious, like even flying to Melbourne, it's hard sometimes yeah. with baggage and, and whatnot, but moving 150 people through continents and countries... Uh, was tricky, but it was worth it. Have you got your bags back yet? Oh, I lost. <laughs> I lost a bag in Colombia. Oh, yeah, now, really. When you, when you say a bag, <laughs> and my luggage. And no, 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 good to know. I lost my luggage in Colombia. It didn't turn up, um, and so I had fun with insurance. Obviously, I had a few things, but you can't put laptops in your luggage. So I had eleven laptops in there. Obviously. Um, <laughs> It didn't turn. It didn't turn up. And out of all the stuff that I lost out of out of my luggage, uh, I mean the Akubra I miss, and I got my my daughter and my kids some earrings. Um, I, thought you, I thought your daughter and your kids were in the. <laughs> and my daughter. I lost my daughter I had, I had as well. Twenty of them as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like I have. Tw- it's like I have twenty kids on the race, really, because we've got two groups of ten this year, which is a global show franchise, global franchise. We have two. Groups of ten racing, which is uh, which 20? is tricky, which is 20, <laughs> which is 40, which is forty because it's twenty teams. 
Wait, you said ten groups of two. So ten groups of two. So, so this is where times two. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for the insurance agency watching, I'd, I'd recheck Bo's form. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, this season, Bo, you've headed to Turkey, Greece, Morocco, Mexico. Yes. Was there a particular highlight? Uh, South America. I love. I do love Belize. We went through Central America, um, Colombia. Wonderful, beautiful. Well, last night was the first night where we got to meet the teams. Sorry, I don't think, I don't think they're the teams there. Very good, very good. I, I am curious, though, so if you were to do the race yourself, yes. would you choose your partner? Or would no. you choose a friend? Or... No, 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 OK. That was, that was pretty instantaneous. No, it's hard because my wife is always right. OK. Uh, your ex-wife now, <laughs> And my ex-wife would be probably yeah. just as bad. How yeah. many wives do you have? <laughs> no, I don't have an ex-wife. I don't, I, don't, I don't have an ex-wife. That rattled you then, didn't it? <laughs> so just carry the one, so... No, we're loving the amazing race, Bo. It's a, it's a real mix of challenges. They start off simple. In this challenge, team members must take a spoonful of the five spices in front of them. Then they get harder. Firstly, they'll mummify themselves. <laughs> they'll mummify themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Running across hot coals. Um, did, that, you, did you get to run across well, hot that coals? Well, that was me. Um, yeah. That was me. Uh, yes, I did. I, uh, I do all the challenges. When I agreed to the show, I said I'll do all the challenges, which was dumb. Very stupid. <laughs> because it takes so long to film all these challenges. Because people think it's just a holiday for you, but you're yeah. there eating turmeric, running across hot coals. I know. Where else would you rather be, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you agreed to come here, so... <laughs> of all those Very challenges good. that you've done, is there one that sticks out? Was there one that was really tough that you didn't want to do, or...? Uh, yeah, I don't like heights. I don't like oh, jumping off not. things. Yes, I don't like... I don't like jump. We jumped off a bridge. Funny thing is, we... I jumped off a bridge in Athens. So we jumped off a bridge down into a canyon and none of the teams chose that challenge that day, so it's not going to air. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really hemmed it up, had a freak out, and it won't go to air. So it'll be on 10 play or whatever we put it on. <laughs> well, well, thankfully um, all the contestants survived. Uh, sadly, the same can't be said for the camels. Chelsea and James. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a pet psychic, Bo, but I'm getting, <laughs> getting depression. What happened with the camel? Oh, I, I'll go to jail if I say what really happened. No, I just... Uh, it fr it freaked out. <laughs> look, it freaked out. I mean, those pit stops, we're there for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I was the Moroccan one was a short one. We're there for six hours. So, um, you know, I start losing the plot after four hours. Camels do stuff like that after four hours. Yeah. You start losing count after four hours. <laughs> <laughs> 11 hours to... 12 humps, I think. <laughs> Speaking of shows that you're on, it's not just The Amazing Race, but you're a valued part of the team for 10's flagship morning program, Studio 10, and on Studio 10, Bo. Yes, yes, here we go. No, 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 no. I'm, no. Ready. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I think it's Studio 26. Sorry, Studio... <laughs> <laughs> on the show, you guys speak to the big, big guests. We have an amazing sword swallower in the studio. A sword swallower? Mm, mm, there's oh. a joke in there somewhere. That I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, when she wants a snack, she just has a dagger. Is that the joke? <laughs> <laughs> Very That's good. Next, Very to, next to a word swallower here. <laughs> well, sword swallowing, though, as you well know, it's a dangerous sport. People should not try at home. No. Uh, what are the dangers involved with this? Uh, death. <laughs> you don't see much death on morning TV, do you, Bo? Not that... anymore. <laughs> well, well played to you because you got involved in the sword swallowing. Ooh. <laughs>
Oh. Okay, I'll pull it out, pull it out. All right. Oh. Oh. Probably should have had a warning. Um, <laughs> how, how was that? It was, it was very early in the morning, which I, I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> it was prime time early in the morning. Um, that was, it was all right for me. It was all right for me, but... Um... It was all right for you. The rehearsals with Denise Drysdale didn't go quite as well. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very you good. often appear as a co-host on Studio 10, but we saw this last week. And look, look at these scales against Newcastle. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that that 2016 game on Seven News Tasmania? Yes. guys. <laughs> now, those weren't your kids, were no, they? No, they weren't. They weren't. It was uh, Tristan McManus was uh, was at work and his lovely wife was filling in. We have a lot of fill-ins at Studio 10. And, uh, You're talking they... to a show that's just fill-ins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, had, they needed a, a nanny or a, a babysitter, so I offered to... Uh, look after their kids. Well, I actually left my kids at home. <laughs> <laughs> and look after his kids. You know, priorities. Yeah, who's right? looking after your kids? I have no idea. Okay, great. <laughs> well, speaking of kids, it is Father's Day coming up on yes. Sunday. You've got a couple of your own. Uh, daughter Remy and son Jesse. I think we've got a shot of them there. There we go there. And a camel's just passed out in the background too. <laughs> <by> the <way. laughs> Father's Day look like in your house? Uh, well, I've been away a lot, so I like to be home for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're more of like an absent parents' day. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to be at home with obviously with my family. I mean, I'm a, achieved a lot in my life, but I love being a dad more than anything. Yeah, of Tristan McManus's kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you've appeared on. It's not just Studio Ten. It's not just The Amazing Race and now The Cheap Seats. Uh, you've appeared on some actual shows, uh, Dancing with the Stars. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. But we think we found another show that you and the whole family could join in on. Go! Oh, he loves you. Hit it. He loves you. Hit it. What's he? What's he doing? <laughs> He's hugging me. Take a Is photo. It, take a photo of you. Is he hugging you? Yeah. I think we found a dog for that guy in Dog Hotel. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are things with the dog going? The, do the dog's going well. I mean, dogs... It, don't get a dog. Don't get a dog. <laughs> dogs are great, but mm. they're, they're hard. Dogs are. And that was when he was a puppy, obviously. He was very horny. Um, <laughs> you say hard. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are quick, man. I ain't going to lie. You guys are quick. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> The Amazing Race on 10 and 10 play. Would you please thank Bo And it's time now for... Your feedback. Exactly. You can send us your feedback anytime on our socials below. And speaking of socials, you may remember a few weeks ago we showed you a beautiful bit of fan art from a fan, Bella, who was making a cross-stitch of moments from the show. Well, she's posted an update... There it is there. The cheap seats cross stitch. Yes, I think I think I've said it wrong. It's actually an embroidery. Is that right? We've got actually the person who made this embroidery. Bella is in the audience tonight. Exactly. Now if we had a camera, we'd cut to Bella, yeah. but um, a couple of our audience are in witness protection. And uh... I saw Bella tweet about this, and she said that she couldn't, she didn't want to bring it with her physically because she was scared she wouldn't be able to get it on the plane. Right. Which uh, I haven't really heard of embroidery-based terrorism. But... <laughs> What's interesting is Bo Ryan smuggled it in his luggage, so <laughs> it will get here. Bella, thank you so much. If you do have art, if you've got, you know, a painting of Mel or a 
flood drawing of me, <laughs> please send it in on our socials below. But in the meantime, Mel, let's get the latest forecast for the week ahead from our favourite weatherman, Murph from Seven Years Tasmania. Tomorrow, eh, Thursday, mm, and Friday, eh. Perfect. Well, let's check the weather for the week in Darwin. I'm a fan of Paul Taylor. I can't tell if he's talking to a weatherman or a toddler. Now, time for a quick check of the weather with Jack Hunt, who's everywhere. Hello there, Jack. Uh, conditions been good for flying today? <laughs> Good for the airplanes to go. <laughs> well, over on Seven News, they prefer to be patronising to members of the public. But not everyone was dressed for the occasion. You're wearing shorts and thongs there. Come on. Yeah, it's snowing. It's not part of the plan. We're doing school run, and I thought we'll come see the snow while it's here. And it's uh, it's very cold on the top. You feeling it? Yeah, yeah. Do you have ugly beaks? I do. Yeah, not, not here. OK, great. <laughs> great chat. <laughs> Probably won't make the cross-stitch. Um, <laughs> but, Mel, when it comes to interviews, there's no beating Seven News Gold Coast weatherman Paul Birch. It is absolutely... Well, this is Logan from Slam Dunk. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. He's great. He's great. <laughs> great chat. <laughs> I've been watching Paul Burt this week, Mel, and it seems like he's less keen on reading the weather... More keen on just showing off his sports skills. Go, Logan! Oh, nearly missed you. <laughs> oh, I'll try to take him out. Come on down, it's a lot of fun, everybody. <laughs> Good on you, Birdie. Here we go, mate. Can we get the goals through? I'm putting this down, mate. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, perfect. Now, look. <laughs> I got nothing. I got absolutely <laughs> nearly Birdie. Thank you very much for being with us. I'm Steve Titmus. <laughs> More on the tsunami warning later. <laughs> what is he doing? Look, well, Paul Bird, he was out and about this week at the big event in Queensland, the Gold Coast Show. With bags and bags of prizes up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to get five ping pong balls in the butt grab. <laughs> It's not just the show bags, there's plenty of rides too. The ponies, popular. I love it. With almost everyone. <laughs> almost everyone. Reckon, let him go, he's good. <laughs> Can we get an official verdict? I feel that she's depressed. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> On that note, we're done. We'll see you next week right here in the Chief's <laughs>